0: Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides
1: a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code
0: nation 30 for 30% off.
1: This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance.
0: Get up there. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
1: Good boy, Good boy Uniting houndsmen across the globe, from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. So how many days a week do you spend on that? As
0: much as I can, to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there.
1: Join us for every heart-pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll
2: tell you like I tell everyone else. I'm going to hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here.
1: On this episode of The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network, Josh steps up to the plate. hits another home run what's it like to hit a home run every time you step up to the plate that's what josh does every week and what you're going to find in this episode is an interview with brent robertson brent is one of the top handlers in competition coon hunting and he is known for not only being hard to beat but also enjoyable to hunt with he's had his hands on some of the top hounds in the sport And enjoyed success all over the nation with these top hounds. The truth has become so popular with competition coon hunters that sponsors are actually coming to us wanting to advertise in this space. And I've got some big news for you. We got a couple great new sponsors. One is Cajun Lights. Check out Cajun Lights at cajunlights.com. LW Nixon is building a great light there at Cajun Lights. I'm using a Cajun light. It's going to become the official light of Houndsman XP. And check them out. My first real light was a Cajun light. I got it about the same time I got my first real coon dog. Probably the coon dog came first, and then I realized that I was going to need a real light. So I purchased a Cajun Sweet 16. It was a belt light. It was heavy. But jumping from a 6-volt light to a 16-volt light was a game changer for me. These new cap lights from Cajun are high quality, and Cajun Lights is offering you some of the best customer service in the light industry. Give LW a call or go to the website at www. How many W's was that? CajunLights.com. Check them out. Another teaser for you. You know today it is very hard to find a high quality dog box that you're not paying an arm and a leg for if i'm going to spend my money on a dog box at the prices i'm seeing out there then i want it to last more than a couple seasons and we are teaming up with old south dog boxes to produce a dog box for coon hunters the basic model is going to have a lot of bells and whistles on it. But the main thing, it is going to be a box that is going to last you a lifetime. They are coming soon, and we will have more information on them in the near future. But now it's time to dump the box. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment dog boxes kennel supplies collars clothes squalors whew they have it all briar creek kennel is a garment and dog trade dealer owner chris girth will ensure briar creek kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer Chris Gerth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public, generations of excellence.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Michaelis here with The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network, and today... I am in. Is it Damascus or B Branch? Which one are we closer to? It'd be B Branch, Josh. B Branch would be the closest one, and I'm here in B Branch, Arkansas, or on the outskirts, the suburbs, <laughs> with my friend, Mr. Brent Robertson. Brent, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing good, Josh. How about you?
2: I'm doing good. Uh, we just went out. We had a nice meal. Uh, we're sitting down here recording this, getting ready to go hunting. And we're going to turn loose. Old knot. I assume you're hunting Old knot tonight, right?
0: Yeah, we yeah we might kick him or Dale. I hadn't even decided. Whichever one you want me to carry, we'll carry.
2: I, I don't care what you carry. So it don't matter to me either way. But I got Hazel. She's an Arkansas dog, so hopefully she can tree a coon down here too.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to tree somewhere we're headed tonight.
2: Yeah. So, Brent, we're going to start this off just like we do with all the others. Uh, most people are going to know Brent Robertson. You're, you're a PKC truck winner. Uh, you 've been around this game a long time uh when did you first get your start? Not just competition hunting but coon hunting period was you a young kid? Did your daddy start you or how'd that go?
0: Well josh, I was a young kid my My grandpa always had a he was a i guess what you 'd say a trade dog trader mm-hmm. every dog he had most time he called it all purpose dogs you know coon yeah. squirrel rabbit deer it didn't that 's what they done but he he always traded and my cousins actually. As far as going coon hunting, I started going with my cousins
2: did uh what kind of dogs were you guys hunting back then?
0: uh well, I didn't even yeah actually when I first started going with them didn't have a dog I went with them they had a see I believe they had a blue tick jilt. they had some half black and tan and half plots half black right.
2: were they good coon dogs?
0: We trade some coons in these old hills really we did. yeah
2: did get. you hunt did you hunt pretty much around here yeah right here really right
0: over the hill right there
2: no kidding so you've been here pretty much your whole life uh, whole life. I know we were looking at your property and your home, lovely home by the way, and your property and everything earlier today. And you mentioned that your uncle owned this over yep. here on the other side, just not mm-hmm. far from you, bordering you and all yep. that stuff. So it's kind of a family plot,
0: you know, well, type I, area. Or well, to the west here is, or I'm, excuse me, the north. Here. Yeah, yeah.
2: When did you uh, get? How old was you when you first started?
0: I'd say I was probably. Uh, I'd say 11 or 12 when yeah. I started going with my I had a co- uh, cousin, that was a year younger, and then my other cousin was 3 years older. And uh they lived over here like I say across the hill and we I'd go over there with them, you know, go spend the spend the weekend, go coon hunting. We'd treat coons, possums, just whatever. Armadillos. <laughs> whatever
2: the dogs is after, that's yeah. what you was after. That's <laughs> was what we was after. <laughs> what uh when did you get your first dog? That was just yours.
0: Uh I was I would say uh I say, so if we was 11 or 12, then I'd say on up maybe 12, 13, somewhere in that same yeah, time frame. not too know? long. Yeah.
2: Do you remember what dog it was?
0: Well, I had some, the first dog that I actually had that I would say treat a coon. You I know, don't want
2: to hear about it, the good ones. What about well, the sorry ones, there? Well,
0: the first actually dog I guess I had, I do remember, and it uh, is old Pete, you know. And I, we had, it. we was dairy farming, and, and uh, my dad had done some trading around, got me a uh, pair of walkers, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'd go down there on the creek. I called it skunk caller because old Pete made a lot of skunks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so those that was your first mm-hmm. two. You had a pair of yeah, walkers.
0: Yeah, I, I think the other one was old Sam. And looking back, he was just a big old blockhead, just good looking walker. And I don't, yeah. I, I don't even remember what happened to him. Where, he, yeah. what we done with him? Where'd where you get would, him from? Uh, he had, like I say, my dad had traded with the with the. Uh, Something with the milk truck. Guy yeah, that used coming to come and get the milk. Yeah.
2: did a lot of people hunt back then? Did everybody have a dog?
0: All around here, there's a lot of a uh, lot of hunters, and they club hunts was big. Yeah,
2: how many club? Was there a club? Club Damascus had uh, a Damascus had a club, had had a club, had a yep. club back then. Yeah, did they just do club hunts, or was That's it UK? All done. No UKC no UK hunts. No UKC hunts that I that I knew of yeah, yeah. at that time. Yeah. when the, when's the first time you attended one of those hunts?
0: A uh, club hunt. I was probably 15. No, yeah, yeah 15, and yeah. I had old Pete. Yeah. And I went with my cousin at the buddy hunt and he had a one of them half plot, half uh black and tan yeah. there. And she was she was a red she looked like a red bone. Yeah. I called her old it was Dan so and she Ann. was a Well she, it was Dan and Anne, yeah, that's what they named.
2: She was everybody named their dogs yeah, Dan and Dan back right. then, didn't they? That's right. So she was a half plot, mm-hmm. half black, black and, and tan mm-hmm. and looked like a red bone.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you like liking this. Ain't That's you. great. But it was, somehow we won the buddy hunt, and I couldn't, I don't even know how, but we ended up winning that buddy hunt. You know, and that was the the first, as far as just a club hunt I yeah. did.
2: Do. When was your first sanctioned event?
0: Well, it would have been some years after that because I had a uh, gyp that I club hunted around here that I called Queen, but was, was out of uh, Diamond Gym. Yeah. So it would probably, it was a pup out of her that I went to a first sanctioned hunt, a UKC hunt. I was probably. I don't know, sixteen. Maybe yep. I, I, I may have my years off. But what was that dog like? Just a uh, well, we run deer with her during the day because we, we I'd, we'd done a lot of around here. we have yep. done all we could do with dogs, you know. Yep. And uh, my cousin got tired over a tree and squirrels while we was running, so he <laughs> told me to take her to go to coon <laughs> hunter. So that's what She's I did. She's probably
2: better than everything we're packing now. I don't know. I tell you what, she was. <laughs> I went to
0: that UKC hunt and got beat. I get back home and I don't know how, you know. Well, by word of mouth, I guess. Anyway. Uh, bob dean up here at clarksville i don't know if you know michael dean but it's michael's mm-hmm. dad anyway somehow he got a hold of me he wanted to buy that jip after the first ukc hunt i went to with her yeah he, uh, long story short i sold her for three hundred twenty five dollars and thought i'd hit the jackpot That
2: was probably good money back yeah. three hundred twenty five dollars for but i don't know how many dogs can you run deer and tree squirrels mm-hmm. in the daytime yeah. tree coons
0: at night with she quit the she got to quitting the uh deer you know did she so yeah that's what that was the whole deal. She she wasn't running them. So
2: yeah, what dog did you move on to after that? Well, let's
0: think about that a minute.
2: You take all the time you need. Go ahead and think about well, it. Well, let's just
0: jump forward. There, I, I had been a pretty good while. I hunted. My uncle got to hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, he had some dog, blue tick and walkers, and I handled them around in some UKC hunts for him. Made them night champions, and that. Were they? What, did he have some pretty good ones? Yeah, he had a dog called Deep uh, South Fort Trish that I made night champion for him, and. Uh, She's out at Bear Creek Rally. Chastain Bramlett had placed her high in the A.C.H.A. world yeah. hunt. But I guess the far just, you know, like I, I brought up that queen female. She was a, she just a good dog. Creek yeah. you know, out of Diamond Jim. But I never went to no like UKC's or PKC's. Uh, Jump forward probably 90, 91, I went to a, a first PKC hunt. Yeah. Either the Trish dog or the, my uncle's blue tick, I can't remember, got beat.
2: What was the what was the coon population around here back in? Was about like it is uh, now.
0: They was a lot thinner coons. Was it? The yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. harder to treat yeah.
2: coons then and it, than it was yeah, now, sir. I wonder, because I mean, you know, well, there's a lot of hunters where I'm from. You know, me and Finley, Noe, and Ed, and my brother. You know, we all live in a pretty well, good place. But there's a lot of hunters down here. You know,
0: back then it was all these creeks had trap lines. On yeah, everything else. You know, so, so there
2: was a there was a fur market yep. back then too. Right. Did you guys sell yours?
0: Uh, we did, but now I kind of come in on the end of that. Yeah. As far as selling, you know, I remember selling very few for twenty five dollars, and yeah. it went from there to ten.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I know because you know up home our fur market's different because we're nor- they're northern coons and northern coons are going to sell better than down here usually. Right. And so ours kind of tailed off later, and I got to where, you know, I got up until I was uh, two thousand thirteen actually. I ran a trap line. And, and hunted hard and sold coons and average twenty two fifty, you know, before that last boom and bust, you know, deal there. So, fur handling and trapping and stuff like that's been a pretty big deal up home. I didn't know if it was, because the farther south you go, it seems like the farther everybody gets away from that.
0: Yeah, like I say, that they was uh, two or three fur buyers right here, not really? far. Yeah, know? and I kind of come in on tail end of that. Sold a few coons for twenty five dollars, and then it went straight to ten, you know.
2: You talked about. uh Hunting your first PKC hunts, and you said that was was that was that for your uncle? Yes, your sir. Your uncle's yeah. dog? Yeah. You said he had one blue tick? He had so. a blue
0: tick he called Old Highball. Yeah. And he, he actually won a... Old Highball. Yeah. <laughs> he won a king of the... Uh, blue tick king here in Conway, so yeah. big hunt with him, you know? I know. Pretty good dog. He was a good dog. Young pup lost him over here on the cattern. Got really? tangled up in some vines. Yeah. Couldn't find him. And
2: I say it wasn't like we didn't have garments no, back then.
0: No garments. No trackers. We yeah. didn't have the tracking collars then.
2: What, uh... Ninety, 91, you're starting to hunt some PKC. Mm-hmm. You're, you're hunting, you know, dogs for your uncle, you're a little bit. What was the difference in style of those dogs versus what we're packing around today?
0: Josh, you know, I, I, I listen to the podcast and I hear a lot of dogs being, where they talk about them being together more yep. and this, that, and they're more independent now. But, you know, I look back now, when I'm talking about my cousins, because we would take three or four dogs mm-hmm. at a time and everything would be together. But now, you know, I look back at some of them dogs, and they was as independent as you know what they really? are today. You yeah, know? yeah. So,
2: so they being having three, or four waist splits wasn't uncommon back then. Well,
0: it's hard to say that with the, with yeah. the coon population, you know. Yeah,
2: so. I say within thin coons, yeah. you know, you probably didn't want a real no. independent dog.
0: Right. Well, and we would take out here and start at point A. Yeah and walk the creek to wherever we come out. Now, that's the only difference i see. now. We don't, you don't, nobody does. They can yeah. turn loose and go creek. What did the
2: dogs hunt like? Was they wide, deep hunters like we have? Yeah.
0: Uh, no, probably not. You yeah. know, walked them. Yeah. yeah. Back, you know, that, up in that era.
2: So you, you're hunting for your uncle. And you, you're you hunting some of his dogs. You're having su- su- some success in the hunts. What did you move on to after that? Well, I'd uh,
0: back up a little bit. I had that. Queen female that I told you I sold, Bob Dean. Well, Billy Paul Rogers here in Damascus. I'd heard the name, never met him. As little as this community is, I say I never saying, met him. How on earth yeah. can you not meet someone? Well, There's only 300 people up, in the whole place. Yeah, not Had met him at the, at the he had an alignment shop. Had seen him, but never got to talk hunting with mm. him. No in and out of their dad, and we never talked hunting. And uh, I was over here in the ridges hunting one night with that female. And, well, Billy Paul pulls up. And it, it, this is, in, we're in 92 now, so, because he had just won the 92 PKC Nationals with Eagle Scout.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, so he pulls up, and we get to talking, and he says, well, go with me. So I, right then, him and his wife, Pat, was there with Bill was hunting, Pat was with him. And we loaded up and, you know, drove through the ridges and went to Trincoons, and was, at that point, I seen a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Quite a bit of difference, really, in what I was hunting compared to, like, Eagle Wh- Scout. What was Eagle Scout like? He was just a, just a machine in that day I, and to me yeah. you know just he rode a lot of he, he could you could truck hunting we'd ride through the ridges and he rode on the toolbox and he'd just give that big old scream out and you just stop bam get out there tree yeah. a cocoon, you know or you could turn him loose anywhere tree cocoon.
2: so he was rigging coons turning loose to have coons yeah. Yeah. the whole work yeah did uh have a good mouth and all that it's stuff big screaming mouth screaming really mouth.
0: yeah he was out of screaming eagle a buddy gilbert's which yeah. screaming eagles out of red eagle did yeah. gary hearns
2: so did that because i know i've been in that situation and i was just actually i want to give some props to Croson and jess and everything because here recently i was hunting son and this was an 18 17 month old dog that had he's good coon dog treated a lot of coons and i went and i thought i had something you know i thought this dog i can work with this dog and I, even me being around all these great dogs and stuff and being able to hunt with guys like you and jed and my brother and ryan and all these things and you see that dog and you're hunting him by himself and he's doing this and he's doing that and i went down to hunt with jess and he's got a pup out of wipeout hunter that's the same age as mine i go down and i hunt with brian who's got laura lee who's the same age as mine and they're on a different level Right. you know, and I know these dogs are the same age, and I'm going to have to compete against these dogs at super stakes, and then me and Jess are close enough. We're going to run into the same hunts and stuff, and, you know, if Jess was hunting that dog, and I can't beat them, and I know they're on another level than me. I turned around, I sold him. Uh, Larry Hicklin bought him, loves him, scored 725 in an hour the other night. You know, good. there's nothing wrong with this dog, but people don't understand that there's levels right. to this. You know, there's levels. Just, just going out and treating a lot of raccoons by yourself is not enough. And so did, when you're tuning with Eagle Scout, and, you know, you're winning some locally and you're training a lot of coonji, but you've seen that difference immediately. Big difference, big difference. Did that light a fire under you as well, opposed to getting something else?
0: Uh, well, yeah, and what had happened, I left a guy out there by the name of Orville Hutto that kind of run these local club hunts. You know, I was in high school, and he would come pick me up and we'd go coon hunting, and he had coon dogs. Sure mm-hmm. enough, I mean, coon treers. Had a, a half English and a half Black and tan, it looked like. Yeah. I mean, a lot of half breed stuff. You don't know, even had a yeah. blue tick. Anyway, they was coon dogs, and uh, he would carry me through the week, you know, hunting. And that kind of got as far as learning, yeah. learning the stuff about it and everything like that. And then, like I say, when I ran into Billy Paul, the competition level changed. You know, we, I got to hunting with him, and uh, just seen the difference in the dogs. And you know, next jump jump forward some years. Well, I'm in high school, junior, senior. Mm-hmm. Dad's putting on rodeos and this, that, and other, so I think I'm going to be a bull rider. And more or less, they drugged me around. I didn't ride nothing, you know, so they was some years <laughs> there. <I, laughs> they was years there that I didn't hunt, you Yeah. Know, and then I got back to hunting, and Billy Paul had got this dog out of Eagle Scout called Shaker, and uh, I went to hunt him, and he worked out a partner deal with me, and I was halves on him, and I would carry him to the UKC hunts, but I never carried him to the PKC, or uh, very, maybe at a local level. I didn't go to the bigger ones with him. And uh, How come? I, you know, I really don't know looking back, you know, just like uh, I carried him to Battle of the Breeds. uh, I think one second place, nine champion or something like that. American Heritage won something.
2: And that would have been what, 95, 96? Uh,
0: 90 probably like, yeah. Something like, yeah. See,
2: I was starting to come up then too, and I was going. And maybe where I'm from and where you're from similar is that UKC was still the big ticket. You know, the PKC guys were kind of odd. And over here by themselves, and you know, it was a completely different world. And, and the UKC hunts were so hard to win. And
0: and not only like the like the pleasure hunting circle I was in when I wouldn't hunt mm-hmm. with Billy Paul, they went to UKCs, you know, kind of thing. But
2: how many dogs would be at a UKC hunt back then?
0: Y'all eat thirty or forty? I don't know, yeah. or fifty more. Uh, but know. now I can remember Perry over here at PKCs at Perry twenty five dollar hunt on a Thursday night, and they might be forty dogs there. Really, back back? back
2: yeah, you know. Yeah, I know because i didn't i've been a pkc member since 2001 and the only reason i became a member then is because jeremy wanted me to handle the dog for him out at walker days in brazil indiana and i went out there and handled her and i don't think i was in another hunt until like 2008 you know because we just it was just different you know it was a different world different hunters different everything you know and there weren't a whole lot of clubs around the house so i mean as far as pkc clubs versus ukc clubs where they more ukc here versus, i would say so you yeah know,
0: to me yeah.
2: yeah and see like right now i don't even know where the ukc clubs are right you know it's just that everything's kind of flip flopped for me and i know it's still the similar instances there's still ukc guys and pkc guys and there's still a crossover i mean a lot of us hunt both you hunt both you get your five wins for the tournament champions you went out from the tournament of champions mm-hmm. and all that stuff and so yeah i mean it's it's changed a lot you know, since the mid-90s as far right. as who's hunting where.
0: Right. But now the get back to the Shaker, uh, Bill won a 96 PKC Arkansas State hunt with mm-hmm. him. And like I say, I went to, I don't know, picking them Purina points. That, they, had, they had the Purina yep, race. Yep. Of course, I didn't even, wasn't even paying no attention to that. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm kind of in the race for uh, some Purina points. Never yep. went to any no more of them. but. Anyhow that, that was kinda normal. what
2: what was Shaker like?
0: Uh he was screaming mouth. The tree went in a several times in the, under the minute he'd yeah. tree. You know, just a coon he got he got off the out of the kennel there at Bills and got across the high coming back across the highway coming home and got hit.
2: No kidding. Yeah. How old was he?
0: I'd say he was four or five yeah. probably. What'd you
2: do what'd you do after Shaker? Well
0: jumped forward probably about I'd say 90, let's go to 98, somewhere yep. there. Billy Paul had a, he had bred Bonnie. It's a Eagle Scout's last litter, and they bred Hillbilly Bonnie, which, you know, they bred Bonnie to to uh, Zeb. Yeah. And that's where Backwater Pearl and all yep. that come from. Yeah. But uh, uh, he had had a pair of, it was Eagle's last litter. Matter of fact, they didn't even super stake them. They November pups. It worked, he had a pair of pups and wanted me to pick one. And, uh. I picked one and went to hunting that pup and he went to tree and coons and with his partners on him. And I just, you know, that's what i done. I hunted him and he's a nice yeah. dog. Reminds me a lot of Shaker. Reminds me a lot of the dog i got now. Yeah. Just had a way better mouth and just just a nice dog. What was his uh, name? Uh, called him uh, Hillbilly Honcho. Yeah. What'd you do with him? Well, he ended up, so this was 99, I placed, got in the top six of the PKC world and went mm-hmm. hunt with him in 99. That would have been in october he returned to that november that january diagnosed with blasto no kidding Yep. come down with blasto uh we got him over it lost his eyes he's blind yeah so that was just kind of the end the end of that deal you know yeah where would you go from there uh, i bought a, i bought a jeep out of the arkansas democrat uh, out of sackett jr we called her lady yeah was
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, she any good good dog yeah
0: yeah End up winning the state race with her. Uh, I think 0-2, won 03 state hunt with her. Won a pro hunt in Texas with her. Yeah.
2: How much S- money did it take to win a state race in O two? You remember?
0: I looked that up not long ago. It was it was thirty two or thirty four hundred something like that. Uh,
2: that was because it was all seventy two dollars at a time. Yeah.
0: Or, well, I can remember them back then. I think they had ten fifteen dollars yeah. or ten or hunt, yeah. at least ten dollars. Yeah, hunt,
2: I know so. we had fifteen dollar hunts back then. Had been what year was that? O two. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of $15 hunts back then. Yeah, And so you weren't winning $24, $34 in a cast, yeah. you know. It but was it was tough to I, win thirty two. dollars And, 3,
0: and, I, and I, did, I did end up partnering on her now. Uh, Jay Hartwick come in and partnered with me on her. Yeah. He, he runs some hunts too with her, you know. so Did
2: you guys ever raise any pups out of her?
0: We did. I raised a litter out of her in Honcho. Not, and then I raised a litter out of her in uh, Stylish Jake. Yeah. And the, the – uh, I had a pup out of her and Jake that I placed, uh, called him Lady's Legend, that we got second in the baby stakes with, and then second in the Futurity. Yeah, and uh, the probably one of the last years they had Futurity. I, yeah, don't I say what, the Futurity yeah, was a big deal. The Faturity this would have been around '05 somewhere yeah. now. Was
2: that a, it? Was in Aurora? was not it? well,
0: the, uh, Sammer Tennessee was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't they used to have it in Aurora? They, I think so. Yeah. The, the, the baby stakes, when I that was in Aurora. Yeah, yeah. So you got Pearl.
2: No no. Yeah, you have had so many good yeah. dogs, I've already lost well, track. I've had a
0: bunch of dogs. I don't know if it's all good dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: the was that pup was out of Jake?
0: That pup was out
2: of Jake uh, and well, Lady. Jake and Lady. Yeah. But how would the honcho lady pups do?
0: Uh they they was a couple of them that turned out and I sold one to Larry Gilbert and they got him into I think the semis of the super stakes. Yeah. And then that was they it was like both her litters were like two or three pup per litter. Yeah. Wouldn't neither one of them big litters.
2: So when you got done hunting lady, what would you go to?
0: Well, during that time I had that I had that legend pup that was out of Lady and Jake uh Brian Davis down here had a had raised a litter out of Terry Bennett's looking up Jeb dog mm-hmm. and his uh looking up which no i'm taking that but he had dot which was out of looking up jed yeah. and then he raised litter out of her and cutter
2: yeah and uh we where po- cutter was, was did he was he around
0: here no sir i don't i'm not where sure. was cutter from north carolina that was right? crow's
2: dog wasn't it he, yeah i don't know and crow and grant's Cutter is what his name was i think yeah, yeah. but he uh yeah he i had, remember him in the books because he was a beautiful though black right. real pretty dog i remember him
0: he raised that uh litter there and we p- he had a little old female getting started and we p- wanted me to take her and partner up on her and I took her and hunted her. And long story short, we ended up getting uh it was a spring super stakes. I wanna say it was the two year olds and I may ha- I, I don't remember actually the age, I may have that wrong and uh well, it could have been the one year olds, I had to look back, but yeah. she uh got in the semis, I guess the heads up cast, you know, when that cast you're on to the final. So yeah. Barry beat me with uh wire.
2: Really? Yeah you guys treat a bunch of coons on that?
0: You know, thinking back, we d- I don't know if we treat a bunch or not. I can't really remember. I remember being my last coon, my last tree was a big mulberry. Yeah. And If I can find this coon, I'm in good shape, you know, and uh, never found a coon. And then we walk out there and uh, run the six on Barb. He takes his option, gets her back with three or four minutes left or something like that, not long. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the if the hour catches her I advance. Yeah. You know, looking back, they was some – issues there that i probably should have questioned and didn't and congrats to barry
2: i want to take a quick i'm gonna back up here a little bit and talk about that and you get and when we started this podcast i wanted to tell the truth about what actually goes on Mm -hmm. in competition hunts now me and you have competed at a fairly high level and we've competed at low levels both and when we talk about questions and arguments in a cast and being cheated or stuff like that And I try to express the rarity of that. And I remember one night, well, a matter of fact, the first night I judged you, uh, we were in a shootout. Remember that up there? Yeah, you had not. Uh, Wes was in there with Ruby. Uh, Billy Bell was in there with Shifter. And Brad Ratton was in there with Shooter, if I remember right. It was a four-dog cast. And I remember this cast plainly because we treat a lot of raccoons. Yes. We treat a bunch. And we are, what, 15, 20 minutes into that cast, or left in that cast, and not is treed deep over the hill, and I can't hear him. And you are you can hear him. Yes, sir. And I can't. And I looking back now that I know you better, I know you can hear him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that you know me better, mm-hmm. you know I could. Right. And uh, Wes is a good handler. He knows what he's doing. Ruby's just come treed behind us, and he knows if he gets Ruby treed, and me and you had just walked up on top of a hill just 50 yards to see if I could hear or not. And, and Wes knows if he tre- trees Ruby and we go to her, he's going to get a recut. Right. And by the time we go to naught, the hunt's going to be over. Right. And so that's exactly how it played out. And I remember being sick to my stomach that I couldn't hear that dog because I knew the dog was over there treed and I knew he was. And I, just, I, I honestly just couldn't hear him. Right. And to your credit, you never said anything. You just said, okay, can we walk up here? And as soon as we stopped walking West treed Ruby and I could hear not. Right. You know, and you got not treed in and that's exactly how it went. Ruby went over there, she had a coon, she got recut, got a chance to get treed again to win the cast, and by the time we got to knot there just wasn't any time left. Right. And so that's usually and I know we were down at the Black I P one time and you had a question there and you took it in front of a panel and everybody was perfect gentlemen and friends afterwards. And there's rules in place you know to keep you know certain things from happening, but I try to express to people that we're not all cheating, right you know people have discrepancies, people have disagreements, but one of the things i wanna want really wanna talk about is that you can be a gentleman in a cast I mean we've already talked about all the things you won, and we're gonna get into not here in a little bit, but your reputation is that you know you take things as they come and you're a gentleman in a cast and there's not a lot of questions there's not a lot of arguments about like a lot of the other handlers that are competing at a high level and are you seeing the same thing in the elite hunts as opposed to maybe a lower level hunt
0: yes and no i yeah. mean you got your i guess i don't know how to word this you got your lower guys that that's the level they choose to hunt or can hunt yeah. or want to hunt whatever and there, it is
2: and we want to make sure we and you know just as well as i do there's nothing wrong with no that. sir no, no. i want everybody to hunt i don't care yeah. if it's for free or for a million dollars
0: and you just there's a few of them that you know there's going to be trouble every time yeah and you don't have that in that elite hunt you're calling exactly and there's not that troublemaker there
2: and you talk, you hear you hear it on social media and stuff all the time. That's what happens when you bring money into the sport, and money's the ruination. But the more money that there is on the table, the purer the casts are, the better the dogs are, the better the handlers are, and the better the judges are. Right. You know, that's what that's what I'm seeing out of this, and I
0: assume you're seeing the same thing? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's just more of a, I don't know, it's just, to me, it's just less stressful. There's no yeah. like you go out there and you strike and treat your dog, and the judge takes your call and he scores it, and you go on. Yeah, I mean,
2: what uh, what,
0: and most people, if you win, they congratulate you. If they win, you congratulate them. Yeah. You tell them to kick their ass late round.
2: Right. Have you ever had a bad cast in a high end pro classic? Like just a because we've all had. I can probably count on one hand the miserable casts I've had. I've had five or six of them but I don't remember any of them being you, you talking at a high-end about, you event. you talking
0: about, like, arguing? Yes, and, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't know that I have.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't – at that level, I haven't either. either. Now, I've had them at a $30 hunt right at the house that yeah. are just miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bash no registries, but, you know, uh, I don't know. I will say it. I get into that. The the five cast wins I go to get for the year, yeah. it's the most miserable five cast wins I go through. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a crying shame
2: too because i love i love ukc's rules i love i like their rule set with no leash lock and you know how they how they score dogs coming in late and stuff like that way better than pkc i love it i mean i really love that rule set and i love a lot of the guys that strictly hunt ukc but i'm in that same boat i know the first year that they brought the tournament the champions out and i was going to take duds and get him qualified and i won i think my first three or four casts and. I lost one, and it was just a miserable experience how I lost it and why I lost it, and as an argument all cast, and these guys didn't know what their dogs were doing and didn't know the rules, and it was just not very fun. Right. And, you know, and we don't do this to to have a bad time. No. But I, like I said, and like you said too, I don't want to knock UKC because I think they got a good thing going. Oh, yes,
0: they're doing a good job.
2: Yeah, and when you get, you know, deep into the Tournament of Champions or deep into the world hunt, you're running into some really good dogs. Yes, sir, for sure. But it's them – first five cast wins in that first round at Zones or something like that where you're just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, we went we went on a tangent there, which is fine, too. Where was we? We was talking I, about – I'm not sure. We was about into 2002, 2002. Uh, well, I
0: think, yeah, it was uh, whatever year it would have been when yeah. I had uh, uh, the angel female there, like I say, got in the, I guess it would have been the, called the semis, quarters, I'm not yeah. sure. Top six, you know, when that cast go on. To oh, the, I
2: know what I was going to ask you super stakes, when i take uh like for instance when i took con out there as a sophomore as a one-year-old uh man i run into a lot of good coon dogs thinking i'm going out there i got a dog that trees coons and he stays out of trouble i'll get him in monday night no problem but then i went in there and run into some really good dogs at one-year-olds and that was in 2016 you know and then I'm, i've been to Superstakes since and run into some really good dogs were
0: they the same way back then or was they different you know that's uh I drew good dogs all week out there. And yeah. I remember one night, uh that that particular year we're talking about there was a heck of a rainstorm. And we, we sat out there in it, you know, and uh didn't nothing do anything, just how it ended up. I don't even know, you know, I just I think I had a least minus and everybody, yeah. you know, end ended up getting her caught and, and, and moving on. Just one of the breaks, you know.
2: Yeah. Well you can't fault dogs yeah. for in the middle of a dang thunderstorm right. and stuff like that. But I was surprised at the level let these dogs wreck because that was i never went to super stakes before because i first of all if i win i wanted to win and i never had a dog capable of winning right. until 2016 that
0: would have been probably so the fraternity was like oh five with legend so that i'm going to call that 06, 06. probably spring of oh six yeah with the with the angel female and we what angel
2: done. what angel do after that
0: uh you know we kept we hunted or some grant brian granted her out and yeah. i let him take the reins on the ukc and he granted her out and uh Ended up selling her, I think. Uh, oh, I can't remember a T Mac down there. Ended up something having something to do with her, and I can't remember who who had bought her. But yeah. that's where she ended up. And I'm not, you know, real sure what went on from there. You know.
2: Where'd you go with the after angel? To work. For <laughs> the, no, 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 I'd had a
0: job this whole time, but I, I got a, cu- I had started to, uh, went to work for the railroad, and that just changed, you know, changed everything completely. Yep. Uh, they was a probably a four year span there. I didn't hunt. Uh, and
2: Riley was?
0: Oh, well, he would have been at that time when I went to work 9 or 10, you know. Yeah, so yeah.
2: you got a young yeah. kid, yeah. you got a, a different job. Yeah. You're traveling some for Traveling the quite too. a bit, yeah,
0: yep. on and off. And uh, what had happened, I got kind of working a job. I was 8 on, 7 off. Well, Doug Compton, uh, he'd had the, uh, you know, he'd, he'd already had some success with Pearl, PJ, mm-hmm. some of that stuff. He was going on, and he had Hickory down there, Dog, that yep. called High Ridge Hickory and bone was just coming on, and, uh, long story short, I went to hunting hickory for Jim, Jim Smith and Jack, you know, but Doug kept hickory at his house, and on my, all, my work days, he would keep hickory there and turn him loose a couple times a yeah. week, so, so when I'd come in on my off days, I'd, you know, hunt him, and that, that would have been around 010, I guess, or yeah. 2010, something like that, and, uh, kind of got me, kind of started back, you know, i uh, went to a lot of open hunts, uh, I think we ended up being – he was registered in Missouri. And he, was right. Mi- he was Missouri's high-scoring pup for that year, and I think won we a little over $2,000 in open money with him and got him in the winter class at cook two nights, yeah. something like that. You know.
2: Did the hunts around here change much between from when you quit and went to the railroad to when you come back, or was it pretty much the same folks, same people, Well, same a
0: lot at each time, like that time from 2006 to 2010 was new faces, and mm-hmm. then uh, there was an era again there, like I say, where – hickory you know i went back to traveling the railroad and and, you know uh, they sold hickory this that and other and there was some time a little bit of time there that you know i was not hunting again yeah i uh, think it would have been so around 2012 uh ferris harness in texas he had a female that went back to the old Eagle eagle scout uh dog he which was a litter mate to honcho yeah and ended up going down there and getting a pup, probably a gra- as a grand pup, you know, down the generation there. And I uh, called him uh, Slayers, what well, I ended up selling to Owen and Tyler. I called yeah. him Bone Slayer, trained, you know, got, he was out of bone. Got him going good and then ended up selling him to Owen and Tyler and them. And I think they had quite a bit of success with yeah. him and, you know, resold him and stuff.
2: What, did you hunt him in any hunts before you sold him to Owen I and did. And I hunted him
0: in a lot of open hunts. Uh, I think at that time they was something called, uh, they, they'd done away with maturity, course. They had a junior breeders race or yeah. a breeders race going on or something like that, and he, he was actually winning that junior breeders race when I sold him. So
2: you've took some time off here and there. You've went back and forth. You've handled some dogs. I want to skip all the boring parts and go straight to Knott. <laughs> <right>, that's fine. <laughs> when did you first, and for those that don't know, uh, Hillbilly Knott, he's won a truck. And I don't know what all else he's won. He's been in the finals of a lot of pro classics. I know you got him in down at Athens at the Black Eyed Pea a couple times. You've got him in basically everywhere the dogs went. He's done pretty well. If he hasn't won, he's made a good showing, and that's about all you can ask for out of a dog. But when did you first lay eyes on Knot, and when did you start hunting?
0: Okay, the first eyes I laid on Knot would have been, uh, see, he's eight, so let's call it about. Eighteen. Yeah, he was he was three coming four. I had got back in, trying to get back into hunting. I I'd, I'd got to where I was working local, still the railroad, uh, trying to hunt. Had bought and sold and give away. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many dogs. So you're searching right searching. now. Searching. I'm searching, searching hard. I'm paying off the chain prices. Dog hollers, yeah. sending them in here. They're one out of eight was probably what they said it was. It just I just didn't like it and uh, that kind of thing. And uh, I had during this time I had Drew not on a local level at a couple $30 hunts. Who had him? Uh, Scotty Burroughs and Kyle Baker had him. Yeah. We call him Preacher, for those that, that might know who right. he is. Uh, he had him, and it, I just drew him a couple times and nothing fancy, but he's over there with a coon. We go to him, he's over there with a coon. Each cast, he's over a couple, two yeah. or three times by himself with a coon. So I, and I knew that Preacher usually would sell something when their super stakes was up mm-hmm. and this dog super stakes well, during this time his super was going to come up and uh so i just hit him up and it was after his super when i actually hit him up he was out of his super stakes. and i t- he said yeah i'll take him and hunt him and i carried him over here and hunted him i uh, kept him two weeks uh, seeing some things i didn't like he wouldn't mind he, he made a few he'd missed a few and i finally yep. said hey i'm going to get on him i got on him pretty good and he i went to 26 trees and looked at coons and i t- called preacher up and said i'll take him you know yeah. he just he's just a pleasure to have i mean he's a pleasure just to take pleasure hunting tonight if there no. was not a another pkc hunt ever you any kind of other competition hunt, he's a pleasure just to take coon hunting
2: and when you first got him you got him off preacher did you immediately go to putting him in hunts No, not,
0: not a, well i say that i i i tell you what I did do when I was trying him. I carried him to a $30 yeah. hunt, just to see what he'd do. And one of my casts, you know, I think it's 54 bucks, yeah. one of them big wins. And uh, that's just, you know how it went. Well, do. that's how, I mean, when we're
2: if we try a dog yeah. or if someone wants to try one of mine I'm selling or something, I'll just take it to a $30 yeah. hunt. That's yeah. the best way to best check them out. Best way to see out. what
0: they're going to do or not yeah. do. And but. so
2: when did you first start having some success with not in the hunt?
0: Well, I went in some open hunts and then I think that's one of them two or three hundred dollar pro class that's kinda got going there and, and uh, they had one here at Conway and I won it. We went back out and won I think it paid eighteen hundred. He treed we had a pretty good hunt on that late round. We treed uh I think five or six coons over here at place we got and I'd treat three of them and another dog treat two, you know, treat yeah. treed one, so it was a really good hunt. But as far as the I guess what you're asking is the big run. I uh went to a pro hunt in Queen City and uh you know, $300 entry, got down there, and got second, so I thought, well, I'll take this money, put a little bit, you know, granted, I was fortunate enough to take that money, and put it to the side, you know, yeah. and, uh, I took that, entered, uh, the, the hunt they got out there, at, uh, Crowson's, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, got in both nights, so that, you know, that was $8,000, So i would say, well, I'll take this, and I always want to go with them $65 hunts, yeah. and, uh, so I got me an entry at Jed's uh, up there at Mercer one year. Yep. And where during this time, I'm sick thinking about it, thinking about having this entry. If I don't win, you know, this money's gone. So Is that the <laughs> one I screwed you out of because I couldn't <laughs> no, hear it. No, it wasn't that one. <laughs> it wasn't that one. <laughs> it wasn't that one. Long story short, uh, Jim, Jim come in. He called me. He knew I was going. And he said, hey, I want to pay that entry. So it was it was good that Jim That's Smith come awesome. in silent, mm-hmm. and he paid that entry, and I got up there and got in, and we split it. I think it was 12000 So I you got know. me some money. He got got his entry back and some money, you know, and just went on from there. He's just a a blessing to hunt, you know.
2: That's the one thing about the high-end pro classics, and they're hard to win. It's hard to win a cast in those. Those are all good coon dogs with good handlers, and they're not paying a $6,500 entry unless you're drawing a good coon dog and a good handler. But it gives the uh, guy like you who's just a working regular man or like me a chance to, for the dog to pay for itself. Right. You know, the dog can pay for itself and it can pay a little extra, you know, with those hunts. Right. You get a good dog, and like we'll mention Wes and Ruby again. I mean, my gosh. Unbelievable. Look at what, you know, and what weed's done this year. And what, imagine if we had them things, but Meltdown was still hot.
0: No telling what the sky would have been the limit. Yeah, no I mean, that dog
2: win. was unbeatable for yeah. a good four years. Right. I mean, that dog was winning everywhere. But, you know, those hunts give us just and everybody thinks it's just a whole bunch of and some of it is just a bunch of rich guys that are you know dropping but not all of it no no you there's, know there's
0: there's guys that you know just i'd say like yeah. me or you that go yeah. that work every week and enjoy the coon hunting they yep. enjoy to go try to play at that level and, and it you know if you can keep going you're good if the mm-hmm. dog's paying his way yeah. then you're good if not you stay home a little while yeah
2: and if you got hillbilly not you can afford to go to a few well, them. well then <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So you've gotten Mm -hmm. on in at
2: these Pro Classics, and he's made Platinum Champion by now, I assume.
0: Yes, I'm sure, yeah.
2: And so the year you won the truck, that was what, 18? 20. 20, oh, 20. It hadn't been that long ago then. I thought it was 18. But anyway, you get a truck ticket on him, and you get in there, and I never paid any attention. I should, but I never paid any attention to you know how the cast went and anything like that. So tell me about tell me about your truck, can not we?
0: Okay, uh, what I can remember of it, I, I you know, I hear people tell their cast even big wins, and it's hard for me to think back and remember. I promise it, you, if I ever if results. I ever win a truck, I'll know what well, jeans I have on. I You know, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying. I don't you know like I say the first cast I don't. Uh, I can't even really remember who I drew the first one. I, I think we treat a couple. Of, yeah, I do too. Uh, Barry McEwen got us over there. To, uh, S- Scott was hunting, uh, Engel was hunting uh, the Nelly, I think yep. they called her Nelly, Female, I can't remember the other two. But anyway, we. Well, long story short, I just not treated a couple coons, you know, an advanced Stone. And then the next, that's where the kind of what I call the, if you got a break or not a break, mm-hmm. but you could tell luck was kind of with you. Uh, I drew uh, that late round. I drew Gracie with uh, Chad Doolin. Chad and uh all chris simmons north carolina i can't remember the yeah. sticks
2: yep picking up sticks yes sir And yep.
0: I'm, I'm, uh sticks was
2: the one that went on that
0: did your brother have a dog called joe yeah not it wasn't joe black but one before that or would it have been joe black
2: it would have been joe black in okay. 20
0: okay joe black i drew them yeah and uh it got down to at the end there me and Doolin's neck and neck and uh I've got a, you know, I got to have a coon. I go to me. I've got a coon. He trees Gracie in there deep, and of course he don't know that I've got a coon because there's no. Yeah. You know, we end up walking. I don't know a mile to him that we didn't have to walk because I've got it one. He can't beat me. But you know, Gracie looked real good. We was.
2: Yeah. Gracie was a good coon yeah,
0: though. We got man, uh, Gracie and not both tree. I think a couple two or three yeah. coons a piece, and it was just neck and neck.
2: And what happened after that?
0: Okay, that would have been the uh, final round, which was landing. Was had pleasure. Yeah. Uh.
2: hold on a second i gotta tell a story about pleasure real quick that dog i drew him at the world hunt i was hunting bella one night and i think it was no it was an early round and i tree two coons in the first 10 minutes i mean bang bang bella trees one 10 feet in front of us and then goes in there about 300 yards trees another one i'm a 200 on the first one quarter and a hundred on the second one pleasure's tree to slick and he's down i mean way down and I'm thinking, this is over. I had one guy withdrew and the other guy should have. <laughs> <laughs> but Pleasure's treat again. So we walk to Pleasure. He's got a coon, puts him back up to even with the board, I believe. So I'm at 375 or 325, and Pleasure's even with the board. And we got about an hour left to hunt. I figure Bella's going to treat one more coon. This will be over with. And she catches one out in the corn, and we can't score it to even plus her strike, and she chews on it for Mm-mm. who knows how long. And Pleasure trees a coon. No big deal. Turn him loose again. He's treed again with about 14 minutes to go, and he's deep. And he's still two coons down. He's still got to tree two more coons to beat me. And we go to his first tree, and there is six and a half minutes left to go in this hunt when we get to the tree. And we find his coon with four minutes and 30 seconds gone on the shine time, two minutes left to go in this hunt. We walk his minute, and that joker goes from about me to your fireplace, about 20 feet, and just goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Has another coon and beats me. And I've never, I've hated that dog ever since. So I'm glad you beat him.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Landon's a, I don't know if you've hunted, but like, well, I guess yeah. Landon was probably hunting yep. that night. In a, good, great guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Respectful. Yeah. Good a guy. I, I, I,
2: I found that coon for him too with 430 and going on that tree. I the, wish I wouldn't have. You know, the,
0: the, I didn't really realize it until after that final cast. I think he was 17 or 18 in that cast. You yep. know, and he looked 23 or 4 or yep. something, you know, we're older. But anyway just just a nice guy nice yeah. ki- a, I'd say kid at that time he's yeah. definitely not a kid now but uh anyway I remember us turning loose there and I, I had a quarter and a hundred on a coon uh pleasure was there I think he had a hundred strike and fifty three uh the river dog I forget what she struck for but Jason had took a minus mm-hmm. and treated her and she went on and uh, r- uh not Ruger but uh big county line big yep, Floyd's yep, dog yep anyway I can't, yeah, dog. I can't remember what he had done there and uh what I do remember about that night, though, is you'd watch them on the Garmin, and it was the levee running there, and a strip of timber down this levee, quite a bit of water in places, and it was like a concrete wall at the end of this. They would not get out of it. Yeah, They would go down it and then they'd be back in it and you're just like get over the fence go somewhere yeah. you know and anyway it was just i remember that about that night over and over thinking just get on out of there <laughs> yeah. and none of them would you know yeah. they wouldn't just not it was all of them that stayed in that area which i mean i guess that's where the coons was that's yeah. why they was there uh landing pleasure ended up getting treed in some water i got treed with him we get in there and it's a den uh, i think river treed a coon then and
2: then so that was a pretty good cast. Yeah. You've got Jason with River. Mm-hmm. Was Jason handling yes. River? Yeah, Jason. And River. They, that was right after their Autumn Oaks win, too. I, yeah, think, I think wasn't you're it?
0: Right. Yeah, I think you're right. And then and you got an- and there's there's another good guy. Yeah, Jason. He, is, Outstanding, he is. Great guy.
2: Yeah, he's a little mouthy on the yeah. internet every now and then, but well, he's a pretty good guy.
0: <laughs> maybe so. I, he, <laughs> yeah, I like Jason.
2: <laughs> yeah. But no, those are that's a pretty tough cast to
0: win. You know, yeah. County Line, big. Yeah, nice cast. Pleasure
2: Dog and River. Those are yeah. three good dogs you drew.
0: Do. Yeah. And uh, I remember River Knot was split, and uh, Pleasure, he had treed Pleasure, but Pleasure had come into my tree. Yeah. And uh, he took a minus there for leaving his tree. Mm-hmm. But well, his tr- and he had treed there, that they had him shut out on stripe, you know. But yep. with him leaving his tree, he got his stripe minus and coming in there. So it, it kind of changed something right there, you know. And then we treed another coon, and then. Uh, I remember not getting treated at the end. They're running the stationary on me, and I'm trying to wait it out because I don't want to treat them until I got to. Floyd treed big in there, and I'm not paying no attention to that anyway. I'm just looking the other way, listening to my dog, mm-hmm. kind of watching the time, and he treed big in there, and I was thinking, well, that's a good thing for me. You know, yeah. let's take stationary, but he didn't take the call. Shane minus him or whatnot didn't, take, didn't hear him. So Shane Patton was judging. Shane, yeah. good judge. Uh, anyway, I treed, and we go back in there, and it was... You know, end up having a dream, and we go in there. We can't find a coon circled up, and we come off there, and there's like we're walking this water, and they're hearing there's dogs in there deep. We gotta get back up on the levee for I'm gonna be able, to, you know, I really don't even not, not gonna be enough time to do anything for yeah. recut. But we get up there and. I don't know. There's four minutes. We're walking. Then there's three minutes. Then there's two yeah. minutes. I'm sitting there that's looking. That's a long yeah, four minutes, yeah. wasn't it? So we stop <laughs> up there on the levee. I think there's around two minutes, minute and a half. And we're sitting up on the levee in these rocks. and I'm just standing there, just and I've, I'm am standing back, Shane, letting him listen. I've got I'm the only one that's got my dog. My other guy's standing there, and of course there's a couple of them hearing their dogs. And I'm not saying they didn't hear. Them. Yeah. And uh, Shane never judge never heard them. Hunt's uh, over. I went to go in there and they it, if they wet I heard them and got them treed. It wouldn't have mattered. They ended up being treated in a junk pile. Yeah. So, you know, it worked out anyway. Yeah.
2: And that's one thing, because I've judged a lot of them bigger events, and there's nothing worse. And you've been in the same situation with me, you know, where you wanted me to hear your dog. And I have no doubt you could hear not. Right. But it's hard. Handlers hear their dogs better than a judge is going to hear their dog. Right. You know, I... And that. some handlers don't hear their dogs, and are still saying they hear their dogs. You know that
0: cast <laughs> you're talking about's kind of funny because I that's one of them casts you kind of run over your through your mm-hmm. head over and over. Well, Brad's he's out of it pretty yep. much with shooter, he, but he's treed in there. Yeah. So if he just trees his dog, you know, yep. Ruby don't get recut, right? And then he was wanting to withdraw. Of course, didn't let him. I understand yep. that. You know, that's what the hell it he is. And I'm and he walked off, and I'm going to not. Y'all sent me to not, and I'm thinking. I wish he'd tree his dog, then he can't recut. But that's the sportsman thing to do is not tree his dog. Let let everybody keep competing, you know.
2: And I could hear Shooter, but you remember them hills that we Mm -hmm. was in there, and as soon as we dove over the hill towards Ruby, I couldn't hardly hear Shooter anymore. Right. And so if he don't tree his dog, there ain't nothing I can do about
0: it. nothing. And and on the same sense, why would he? He can't win, so why why would he try to leash lock somebody, you know.
2: And, man, we had a good hunt. What did we tree? Eleven coons that cast.
0: I think knotted tree three.
2: Uh, shifter tree three. And Ruby tree. Ruby got cut one extra time yep. and got her fourth yep. tree.
0: And she would actually got a circle tree during the time and with like a.
2: I told. Remember, I told yeah. Wes. I said, "You better think whatever squirrel is living in that knot hole. Right. <laughs> because that's the only thing that saved you from getting lined on right. this tree." But Ruby, well, you know, Ruby's hard to beat ruby's a good oh, coon dog and she's gonna have her coons. Know, and,
0: and Wes is as good as they are he out is. there with one, yeah
2: so. and Wes, he's a, like i said he'd done a good handler move by treeing ruby before you could get right. not treed right. and you know i think that he would have treed ruby as soon as i said i heard not no matter where i was standing right you know right. so it was just one of them deals but so you won that truck with not and uh we're going to get into that here in a little bit we're going to take a quick commercial break because you need to refill your drink and i think i'm going to do the same thing and then we're going to come back and talk about knots Pubs.
1: houndsman xp is very proud of our partnership with the organization freedom hunters freedom hunters is a non-profit organization that takes america's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab, and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at FreedomHunters.org or go to HoundsmanXP.com and you can find them on our website from field to field.
2: All right, we're back after a little coaching from Brent's lovely wife on how to do this correctly.
0: (laughs) We're going to try it again. Hey, if I didn't have her, I would be way out (laughs) There you go. We got our drinks Mm -hmm. refilled.
2: We ended up Mm -hmm. with, uh, we were just getting ready to start talking about some of Knott's pubs. And the one that I want to talk about mostly is eagle, okay. which is which uh-huh. is what, what your boy's hunting. Yes, sir. And yeah. I remember the first night I got to hunt with eagle. And you've hunted with my dogs. I have dogs with good miles. Jed has dogs with good miles, you know, and we kind of look for that. And we were down at camp in Texas, and we cut not an eagle. I don't think me and Jed cut anything. I think it was, we just cut those two. Yep, yeah, that's it. And eagle went in there and got struck and got treated, and I thought, you know what? That joker actually does have a pretty good mouth because everybody says, oh, I got this loud dog. Mm-hmm. I, and I never believe him, but I, Eagle's got a good mouth. And he Eagles does. Eagle's a good coon dog. You yep. guys had a lot of success lot with, of him, with him, too. A lot of success with him, yeah. And uh, when did uh, you guys get your hands on Eagle?
0: I picked Eagle up, Josh, when he was uh, weaning age. eight we, He's probably eight weeks old. He's yep. puppy puppy. Well, I picked him up coming back from Mercer from the Pro Classic. I yep. guess it would have been three years ago because yep. he's three. So, yeah. Uh, we raised him so
2: And i know riley's done a lot of winning with him and you've handled him some too uh what did you see when eagle first started going and hunting what you see out of him
0: well you know uh the the i let him run loose here uh best i could and then uh, at the time matter of fact the heisman dog that uh jesse lively's got down yep. there yep, he was here uh jared Standridge owned him and uh, riley was hunting some for jared then and uh had heisman up here and i them suckers get out. I had them in the pen and wasn't doing much with them. And uh, summertime, get out there and go to bark and raise hell. And I just, I thought I'm throwing the gate like running walkers, yeah. and uh, that's what I did. And, you know, they stayed gone. that time there. They stayed gone two or three days. Come in, stoved up. So I just kept doing that. I would just kick them out, and if they leave like that, I like it. You know, yeah. if they don't. I don't. I don't like it. That's yeah. just. I just. That, that was the first thing that I liked about him, I guess.
2: When did he go to start tree and cones? When did well, you start hunting well, him?
0: Well, he was probably. I don't know, six, six, seven months old, and I showed him a cage coon, and, of course, he treed on it, no big deal. And uh, uh carried him coon hunting the first time, and he, he treed after we got there. Not, didn't go in there and run the track with the dogs and all that. Treed after we got there. And uh, just went to a uh, boy down here, at uh, Nate Avery took him, and he, he was going to take him and hunt him some. And he had a good place to start pups and everything, you know, in the mm-hmm. wild, not a pen, just yep. in the wild, lots of good hunting, puppy hunting. And he called me, and he sa- I just told him, I said, this dog just needs hunted. He don't need no cage coons. He don't need this. And he called me and said, he's further along than what I do. I, I teach him to lead and load, and yeah. I, I do cage coons. I said, well, just hunt him by himself." Yeah. So he hunted him by itself, and I got him back. And the first night I got him back, I cut him. He dropped in there 500 yards, made a big, you know, fell tree. had a den tree. And uh, I tell, I just went to hunting him from there. Now, <laughs> early on, he made a few too many trees. Mm-hmm. And you just just kind of had to work through that, you know. Yeah. But, and he, you know, just seemed like he wanted tree coons.
2: I know he's got in. Well, he beat me up at the Plata. Uh, when was that? In December, and that was kind of a messed up deal because I'd hunted with Eagle quite a bit at that time. You know, we'd mm-hmm. pleasure hunted down in Texas, and I'd drawn him and judged him and stuff. You know, so I'd seen Eagle go quite a bit. And I knew he didn't. He didn't. Dog didn't cover. Right. Now I'd seen him cover not a few times but that's different you know dogs are going to cover their dad dogs are going to cover kennel mates and do something weird stuff like that you know but in a cast i'd never seen this dog cover and we cut loose up there at la plata and had a good cast but rain gets struck for a quarter trees of coon over here for 100 i mean pretty quick out of the pickup here comes eagle a little late gets in for a quarter i thought well that's weird cut loose off that rain trees are slick and they beat, beat and banged around a lot in between then you know there was a long time in between them first two trees the other two dogs in the cast treated a couple of slicks they withdrew it got down to just me and riley and so we cut loose off that and we get into a shootout i mean we tree four or five coons i think in the last 25 minutes of this cast and rain is treated rain treated and eagle is treated and they're about 75 yards apart and i had 10 minutes left to go eight minutes as the cast is winding down And I knew if Eagle had a coon that I was going to be down. I needed to get rain cut and get her treed again. Well, I cut her, and she just goes 100 yards. Bang, falls tree. It has a coon. I don't know if she has a coon. I assume she has a coon. She runs in there falls tree. We go score Eagle's tree. He's got a coon, but now Rain's tree ain't going to matter, and he's only got a minute and 46 seconds left after we cut. That little joker goes in there right by Rain, and he can cover her and still beat her. And it sounds like he does. So he comes in there. He comes treed. Riley trees him for a quarter. We go in there, and they're split 15, 20 yards apart. I mean, they're right next to each other. Rain's got a big den tree, and I'm sick when I see this tree. I'm like, golly, you know, done deal, you know. But I'm still good because I think eagle's jealous. You know, I Mm -hmm. think eagle's coming in there and jealous tree. I've never seen this dog around dogs this much in my life. And so we go in there. Rain's got a coon on the outside of this den plus me up done deal no way i can lose now and we walk over to eagle 20 feet he's got a huge dent tree. i'm thinking cool you know done deal he's got a coon on right, the outside right. too he beats me he got treated five seconds left to go in that cast turns out rain starts bleeding the next day
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> that his lucky made, day yeah that
2: made a lot more <laughs> sense
0: i was wondering why eagle was following her around right, for the first well, part of that cast it, it works out i guess it did but no you know he he uh he was I say you had to work through some trees there. We kind of we worked through that, and then that winter, you know, Riley was hunting him in the winter, and this this would have been last winter. Yeah, uh, he really went to hunting him, and we had a lot of snow on the ground here, and that's something we don't have a lot, you know. Yeah. And he would hunt him through that, and he was he was having coons. I said yeah. you've got him over the hump if he's treeing them coons in this and having yeah. his coons, and especially just, down here, yeah, yeah, and not just making the trees. You've got you you've got him, yeah, you know, keep him hunted. You have got him where we want him, and. Uh, He's been a nice pup. He's not perfect. He's got holes like the rest of them, but, yeah. you know he's got a good mouth. Goes hunting good. Likes to be by himself. Yeah. Likes to have his coon. Uh,
2: he's one of the nicer young dogs I've been around. We, that's, uh, that's a nice young dog. You know,
0: we uh, he wanted to get a pup ticket on him. Yeah, he, he's got <laughs> he's got truck tickets on two dogs in the past, and they've sold before he's got to go to the to, <laughs> yeah. the, to the truck hunt. So he, he's wanting to hunt that truck hunt, you know. And uh, anyway, he he took him in December, and I helped him. We. When he couldn't go, I could. not We got yeah. a cut ticket on him in December, and hopefully, hopefully, we can get him there. You know, and be there next That'd year. That'd be something to have a yeah. father son truck. Yeah, it'd be nice. You deal. know, uh, you know. Uh, I know those dogs done it, and You know, I don't know if. I'll, I bet, know if, I'll uh, bet you
2: a son has not done it with his dad out of a dog of his dad's and all yeah, that. You know, right. I bet that's yeah. not been done. Right. If I mean, it has that,
0: been, the burdens did it.
2: Yeah, that's true too. And that, I guess <laughs> you, we better you, check. we better check because the burdens. Sure have enough, done success already. up there. That's uh, right. All good coon hunters. They are. What are you seeing out of the other knot pups? I know you got one running around out here out of a trader female that she looks pretty nice. She's yep. just a young dog. Just
0: young. She's green, you know, knows nothing. Uh, had to go out here the other night and get her. She had a possum bait out here yeah. under a tree and yeah. kind of in a log there, but that's a start.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> is. You know, and their mama's a good coon yeah. dog, too. That'd be Range litter mate sister.
0: Uh, you know what I'm seeing? Like, the litter mates, the eagle, the buster, he was a, he was a wild, more wilder than eagle. Mm-hmm. Eagle was more of a clean dog, I guess yeah. you'd call it. A, yeah. Ellis Campbell had Buster lit up here in the hills, up here on the Buffalo, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he was pretty gamey. Treated a lot of coons with him, uh, but he was accurate, just dead accurate. Buster was, you know, and uh, I think Trey Perrin's got him in Alabama now. Yeah. Accuracy's not not a problem with him either, you know. They seem to be independent and accurate. Now, they get called the ones I get called about. Everybody, I'm sure there's some that. They've shot that I hadn't got yeah. calls about. You yeah. Know. So
2: what uh how many puffs do you think Nott's got uh, now?
0: He's probably got a hundred pups yeah. on the ground and Eagle's a three year old. Then the next litter just turned two. So yeah. there was a year in between litters. And I've actually got uh preacher owns this pup, him and well, him and Kyle and uh Blake Dale all kinda own him there and uh, he he was two this month. Yeah. And uh I've got him out there, he seems to be really accurate. Uh and then and then it, from there it goes to you know probably a one-year-old
2: yeah i say because most of the pups yeah. i've seen out of nod are six to ten months old yeah. yeah yeah
0: 12 14 months you know from there it jumps back down to some that's probably yeah. 12 14 months old and then it's everything is under a year so yeah
2: i know after i seen him at that pro classic and he lost that cast but man i i, th- I told people you know what dog has impressed you or what dog would you breed to and i said no it's as, as good as there is and he's probably going to throw it
0: you know, uh it's no secret. he he's not got the best I'm not gonna run ahead and tell you the loudest dog alive yeah. thing, he's not got the best mouth there. But it's all his pups, no matter what I've crossed or that I've heard or been with, seem to have good yeah. mouths. You know,
2: I think Aaron I think that one Aaron Crow had running loose down at his house when I went down there and hunted with him a while back was out a naught. It had a good mouth. It was running yeah. rabbits yeah. in the yard. <laughs> it was right. about five yeah. months old, you know. Well we like them gamey <laughs> though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that about this Dale pup we got out here. He hunted, he, he hunted the one preacher carried him to the one year old falls last year, and he done good. Just good. didn't get the right breaks, and uh, he you know he can be he can be sure enough wild on certain yeah. nights. It's just just depending on the night, I guess. But he really really wants to have his coons, and yeah. that's amazing. I'm gonna make
2: you I'm gonna make you take him hunting tonight, okay. and I want to see him go yeah, now. That's what we'll carry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Brent. We've been at it for about an hour. Is there anything else you want to add or anything oh, you want to talk
0: about? No, you know me, I, uh, I do a lot of rambling and running. Yeah. hard to follow me, but, you know, that's oh, just no, how you, it is.
2: You done good. I don't care what <laughs> Bailey says. you done good. Oh,
0: yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you coming down. Yeah. Going, nobody goes hunting with me much. I hunt about, if it's 11 nights a week, I hunt them by myself. Yeah. I, go, so. I know every <laughs> time I've
2: called you, you've been <laughs> hunting. Yeah. You know, every yeah. time I've talked to you and every time I've been down here, you've been hunting. So
0: yeah i try I try to go uh I don't know if it makes my dogs any better, but it makes me feel better yeah there you go
2: same with me so we'll go ahead and shut this down and we'll we'll do her again sometime Brent and like I said, thanks for sitting down with me. I sure appreciate it and thanks for all the hospitality uh you and Bailey both you guys have always been great and we've always been always been enjoyable to have a cat on a cast and all that stuff you know So
0: if you ain't enjoying it it's time to quit it that's
2: right there's there's no truer words have been spoken (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you brent appreciate you josh this is josh michaelis signing off with the houndsman xp podcast network and we appreciate you listening uh check us out every friday on the truth and every monday on the regular podcast and uh we appreciate you listening thanks